The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Take my sip my coffee. Let me take a sip of mine too. Ah, my coffee is better than yours. Ah, boy, feeling better now. You put anything in your coffee? Nope. Ugh. Black. Ugh. I'm I'm more of a, a light skinned coffee drinker. Black coffee. Put that sugar in there. Mm-hmm. That that vanilla cream. Mm-hmm. I, I like my cup's it. better than yours today. Your cup is better. I actually don't like drinking out of this cup because I hate looking at your face while I drink something. I mean, how would you feel if you were looking at my bald head on a cup when you were drinking something? I wouldn't think about it. Especially like on a, yes, you would. Especially like on a Friday night, Saturday night when I, when I put a little something, something in my drink and I, I choose this cup and it's like, dang, trying to enjoy my Friday night, my Saturday night. Finally get away from Swain, and I still can't even get away from Swain because I look at you on this cup. It's a great cup. And I still stare at your ugly mug. It's a great cup, man. It's a great cup. Does a trick. Since we've um, we got another big one that just signed, too. And I know, man. That's why I'm, ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, re- I'm relaxed because Tennessee got the paper. The paper from running back Justin Williams. Let go. Yes. Yes. Feeling a whole lot better now, man. Can't you tell you? You can't trust Auburn, man. Can't trust Auburn. Can't trust Auburn. Man, that, that's a, a really significant pickup. Justin Williams is a stud, man. An absolute stud. And I think he'll push for, for legitimate carries next year. Tennessee needs a third running back. And. If if Jalen Wright doesn't have a big offseason, I I could see Justin Williams pushing for number two carries as well. Maybe being two A, two B with with Jalen Wright behind Jabari Small. That's assuming that Tennessee does not add a running back in the transfer portal. And Justin Williams, early enrollee, Austin, or in his commitment interview with Austin that's posted on Volquist, uh, he said that he'll be back on campus soon. Later this week for bowl practice, he'll he'll be practicing with Tennessee later this week. So, I uh, I imagine Lenith Whitehead and Jalen Wright, when old Justin Williams rolls into town later this week, they'll have a sense of urgency to them in practice. I would, no, I would. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey man, I'd be, and that's what that's what makes you better, man. Competition makes you better. Um, you know, you you want you want to look over your shoulder and and, and be motivated to work. But you don't want to have to look over your shoulder every time you make a mistake and, and wonder if you're going to be, you know, taken out of the game. But competition makes you better. I mean, you want to have that line or gazelle mentality. Every morning you get up, you know you got to sprint, you know you got to run, or you're going to get passed up, you're going to get eaten. So you either going to get eaten or you're going to starve. So you you want to have guys that have that line or gazelle mentality. And like you just mentioned with Lenith Whitehead and Jabbar Small. Um, Jalen Wright, all those guys should feel that way whenever a new running back enters the room because he is a bright, shining toy. Go look at and remember how you were recruited. It's the same way. Um, and real quick, shout out to, to Jerry Mack and Josh Heupel for, for Justin Williams because Tennessee's been leading the whole time. But, man, Auburn really challenged Tennessee and, and the ability to to get – Justin Williams on campus three times, two of which were before Auburn really turned up the heat. Another example of what we talked about yesterday, don't wait too late to turn up the heat on somebody that you want. Uh, the Jerry Mack and and Josh Heupel really hit it out of the park with, with Justin Williams, and uh, they're a big reason he's here. For sure, man. Who who was our next signee after uh, Justin Williams? Two, two of my favorites in the class. Cam Miller. From Memphis, and Squirrel White. Squirrel White is officially uh, of all his real name, Marquarius 
white, but uh, goes by by Squirrel, and I think he is the the one that Swain and I are most excited about. I know he is for Swain, and he is for me as well. Uh, so he is the the recruit that we are most excited about in this class, and he, he's the real deal. And we talked about Tennessee having to to hold off Georgia and, and Auburn to sign Squirrel, and, and that should count as a big recruiting win for Tennessee and Josh Heupel. Didn't flip at signing day, didn't commit at signing day, so it, it kind of gets swept under the rug because he was already committed. But Tennessee had to fight, 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 fight for Squirrel White, and, and they got him, and he, he's the real deal. He'll far exceed his his recruiting ranking, and I mean, he, he's a guy that Alabama – really liked and when he camped at Alabama over the summer he outperformed five-star receivers and and was arguably the best receiver at that camp over the summer uh, when he camped in Tuscaloosa and if if Alabama did not already have a slot receiver Marquarius Squirrel White might have been the next one and and he is a speedster claims to have run a 4-3-7-40-10-9-6 in the 100 meters and Great acceleration. You, you saw it in that video that went viral of him in the state championship game a couple of weeks ago. He is a uh, he's a stud, man. I, I'm I'm really excited about Squirrel White, and you're showing Cam Miller now uh, on the video. Now you moved over to Squirrel White. I I kind of talked in reverse. That's on me, but uh, I, I really like Cam Miller as well. I, I think he's another underrated guy because of the city of Memphis not allowing high school football in 2020. So didn't have a junior season and, and kind of flew under the radar. There's Cam right there. Had Cam Miller up there. And um, yeah, he, he's, he is what we call a football player. He is a football player. That's Cam Miller, man. Mm-hmm. He, he does a lot of things really good. At the wide receiver position, and he is the type of player that that you that you want inside of your program. He's a player um, that I think will get, they can play special teams, go down there and knock somebody's block off, and then catch a big pass on third down and get hit and hang on to the ball. Uh, he brings a level of toughness that this this wide receiver room needs. So, like the pickup from those two players. Like to pick up for Tennessee with those two players. So, um, looks like that is the the recent signees mm-hmm. trying and to keep up with uh, Tennessee football's uh, Twitter account here. Yep, and when when Tennessee posts the videos of of their scouting report on on Squirrel and Cam, we'll we'll get those played because I, I think those are two really good guys that people would love to hear the insight from uh, the coaches on, on why they went after those guys. Yeah, we can get um. We can get Christian Harrison's um, in here if if you want to. Uh, this looks like some some. First of all, I just like hearing Willie Martinez talk. Willie, Willie yeah, Martinez. I, I just I just I just feel relaxed. I feel safe. You know, Christian. I feel safe when I hear Willie Martinez talk. He's practically the the son of a of a coach. So let's fight. Let's not waste any time, man. Let's 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 get to it. I'm Casey Funderburg, joined by defensive backs coach Willie Martinez. Coach, we are adding Christian Harrison to yeah. the roster. What is he going to bring to this defense? Well, the first thing is his high character. You know, he comes from a great school in Woodward Academy there in, in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, he's got great parents. Um, obviously, a wonderful family. Uh, it starts there. Obviously, it, it starts with a skill set, which we're going to talk about here in a second. But, but you got to have that high character. Young man that has good leadership qualities, you know. As you look at, you know, as you look at some of his plays he's made here, he's very athletic as far as, you know, the ball, seeking the ball. He's a ball hawk, so to speak. Um, really good ball skills, really loose in the hips here. Um, he's going to drive down here and make this play right here. He's going to, obviously, he's going to be very aggressive with all the 50-50 balls, you know, and he, he basically is saying, look, the ball's in the air. It's my ball. You see, you see him here, um, you know, and then also, you know, running after the fact that they're catching the ball. You want to have that athleticism and make a difference. And, and the one way you make a really big difference is not only getting a turnover, but also returning it for a touchdown. So he plays on both sides of the ball. He's a wide receiver. You can see him, how aggressive he is. 
He doesn't give up even when the ball was caught. He's finding a way uh, to make a play on the ball. Um, <clears throat> he's also an aggressive player. Um, you can see him right there on the line of scrimmage right there. And then he does a really good job of getting his eyes back and trying, trying to find out and locate and track in the ball. Um, <clears throat> does a really nice job here. He's got really loose hips, like I said. And then there it is again. He doesn't really give up on it. He really just attacks it. And uh, it's a great addition to our back end. And uh, he's got, like I said to you, really good leadership skills. He comes from a really great high school that's, you know, been very... <clears throat> very successful, so we're looking looking forward to him joining the family. And you talked about his family. He's got a little bit of NFL blood in him, yeah, so how does. exciting is that for him? It is. You know, again, and I'm not going to, that's not underscore Erica, his mom, because she's a competitive person as well, but obviously Rodney Harrison, who was a great NFL player, um, it's also good to have that mentor in that household and, uh, and looking forward to being a part of the family. Yes, well, Christian Harrison, welcome to Tennessee. Yeah, just feel safe when you, when you hear hear Willie talking. Give some cough drops, though. I know. <laughs> he been hey, he been doing a lot of talking, man. This is a time of year where, man, you may not have a voice because you're coaching during bowl prep, and then you are on the phones uh, talking your head off to these recruits, trying to make sure that uh, they they sign. So, uh, looks like we are going to have a. Uh, eventful today, today, man. We, we a lot of a lot of guys that are signed. We knew they were going to sign, but maybe maybe a surprise or two, Ben. Yep, seems like uh, Tennessee is is trending with uh, a, a couple of of key players, some crystal balls and some forecasts rolling in for Tyree West, the big defensive lineman from the state of Georgia. Seems to be trending towards Tennessee. That would be a, a really big pickup. Tennessee needs beef along the defensive line. I've I've kind of looked at him as the Walter Nolan replacement <laughs> uh, in terms of, of – and I'm more so referring to the star rankings. I mean, he's a borderline five-star, high-level four-star. And, uh, again, Tennessee needs needs beef. Gabriel Akis, uh, the two-lane commit that we talked about earlier – who's picking between Tennessee and an Illinois state champion wrestler down in South Florida. Uh, he's announcing any minute Tennessee seems to be in a good spot there. And then uh, also maybe seems as if uh, the, the chances of James Pierce signing earlier or during the early signing period continues to increase. So it, it may turn into a, an eventful day for Tennessee and, and, I mean, it, it can always be eventful, but eventful in a good way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, there, there's been some other SEC East teams who have not had the, the best day. Uh, we, we just got a, a tweet from Kurt Weiler, an FSU beat writer for Tallahassee Democrat. I guess the, the newspaper there in, in Tallahassee says that four-star defensive lineman Tyree West picks Tennessee over Florida State. So nothing official, and and this sounds like uh, sour grapes from Mike Norvell because the kid has not announced yet. Mm-hmm. Probably informed Florida State. So how else would a, a newspaper writer be putting this out? That that's pretty sad if if Mike Norvell's getting this out there before the kid can announce because he's 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 salty. That's what Urban did uh, to Jerry Gantano. Yep. Uh, shame on Mike Norvell if if that is true. Uh, but since he does seem to be trending that, that way for Tyree, Tyree West, obviously we'll wait for uh, official word. But the, the two SEC East teams that have had interesting mornings, I mentioned the, the South Carolina four-star linebacker who committed four days. He's headed to Maryland four days later after picking South Carolina. And then Keontae Goodwin, a um, – I was trying to see who Tennessee just signed. Um, who – a five-star – committed to to Kentucky, he had an announcement this morning to say that he's going to announce in February between Michigan State and Kentucky. He had a ceremony this morning to announce that he is going to pick between Michigan State and Kentucky in February, and he's already committed to Kentucky. But the latest signee is Dylan Sampson, the running back from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 
Justin Williams is the bruiser swing. Dylan Sampson is the speedster. Wow. Wow. When is the last time? When is the last time that Tennessee has been able to go into the backyard of LSU and and get a player? And I know you can sit here and say, well, maybe they didn't want him. But I look at Brian Kelly just getting there. I'm looking at some of the guys who decommitted. And this is what happens when you have a new coach go go to a new program. There's uncertainty, and you have players decommit, even being you know really good players, uh, and even knowing that Brian Kelly is a good coach and is one at a high level, you still don't know him. When you have this type of transition, you try to keep the players in state. And sometimes you take kids that maybe normally you wouldn't take, kind of like with Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee, when Pruitt got the job, there was a lot of players that were committed that was in state that I think if Pruitt was, was here a year previously that he wouldn't, he wouldn't have taken. So this is, this is not common for Tennessee to go down and get a player from – from Louisiana, especially Baton Rouge. And I wonder how much Brian Kelly and LSU recruited him uh, because this is, this, is, this, is a, this is a really, really, really good uh, pickup for Tennessee. And he plays, he plays against good competition. Yes, I'll, I'll take Dylan Sampson. We'll have to come back to Dylan Sampson because boop, 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 boop. we've got some breaking news here on the Swain event. All right, all right. It is official. Tennessee beats out Florida State for four-star defensive tackle Tyree West. Ooh. Tyree West has announced at his high school, so I guess it wasn't Mike Norvell with uh, sour grapes. It, it was Tyree West announcing at his high school, sending it to Swain's DM right now. We can throw it up on Swain Event TV, uh, announcing at his uh, high school, throws on the, the Tennessee hat, and we at Rivals have him as a four-star, the number 97 overall player in the country number seven defensive tackle in the country, number nine player in the state of Georgia, has been committed to Georgia for over a year. And it's been expected now for for several weeks that he was going to ultimately go elsewhere. And he he picks Tennessee over Florida State. And he's from Tifton, Georgia, which is not very far from Tallahassee. Tifton, Georgia, plays at Tift County. Uh, That is South Georgia. South, South Georgia, very close to Tallahassee. And uh, he's coming up to Knoxville. Shout out to Rodney Garner. He done did it again. Yeah, Dane Draper uh, tweeted out a video of Tyree West's uh, announcement where he picks Florida, excuse me, picks Tennessee over Florida State. Uh, so uh, I'll play it right now. If you are watching here on uh, Swain Event TV, obviously you can you see it. Um, but those who are just listening, here is um, that announcement. Right here. Thank you, Coles. Uh, <laughs> First and foremost, I'd like to thank everybody for coming for real. And while I'll be spending my three to four years on this. Let's go, boss. Yes, sir. Let's Let's go. And he's been torn. Uh, you can tell in that video that he was nervous. And, and he, he's been torn the last couple of nights on, on Florida State and Tennessee. Truly torn. Um, word on the street was that he, he could not make a decision on – Monday night, and he had no idea where he wanted to go. So uh, you, you could kind of tell there in in his announcement that, that he was nervous and, and had been torn. It, you could tell it wasn't an easy decision for him, but a big shout-out to Rodney Garner getting the job done there. Listen, I'm, look, I'm looking at the um, 
Florida State coaching staff. Oh, they salty. And uh, take that, David Johnson. <laughs> uh, Odell Haggins is a defensive tackles coach there. He he good too. So yes, he's yeah. been at he's the one that's been at Florida State for years, right? Yeah, like the, he is a dang good coach. I mean, if there's anyone that is in the same stratosphere as Rodney Garner, Odell Haggins is one of those guys. So uh, I think that kind of crystallizes the point that you were making that Tyree West, man, he was really struggling. He was struggling between two really good defensive line coaches. He was struggling between two programs that are that are fighting, clawing, scratching to kind of get back to a place where they once were and two young coaches that seem to be very genuine. Um, and the difference is Florida State has had a couple of seasons under Mike Norvell. They have not been good seasons. Hypo has only had one. That season has been good in terms of uh, beating out the expectations, doing more with less. So I totally understand for Tyree West why this was a tough decision. But happy, 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 happy that Tennessee was able to uh, address the defensive line because it was just – 23, 25, 24 hours ago on the program, when we were talking about being a little surprised that there wasn't more guys at defensive line, that that was a little disappointing. Yeah, this this, <laughs> this this solves that issue, especially with uh, Jeffrey Umba, the Juco defensive lineman from the Congo. Mom lives in France now. Uh, he he's not going to be signing with Tennessee, and th- this replaces the beef you lost with him that you lost with with Walter Nolan. Th- this is just a, a massive pickup for Tennessee, massive pickup for Tennessee. You you asked me hour one where I thought the recruiting class currently sits compared to my expectations eight months ago, and hour one it was where I thought they would be. Now they they've they've recruited better than than I thought that they would, especially yep. if they can go out and and add add Gabriel Akis, um and get James Pierce to sign today. You you, you seal the deal with Justin Williams with, with Auburn surging. It, it's shaping up to be a a good recruiting class for Tennessee, considering all the circumstances that we have detailed for months. Let's go to the phones, the Irish Networks hotline, 90 days, no payment for business internet, irishnetworksusa.com, and um, let's get to who you got. got. We've got Dave Tona. Dave Tona, good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Wearing all my orange down here in sunny Florida. Yes, sir. Two birds to all the Florida fans. <laughs> that's not that's, – that's not that's – not, um, that's not what a good role model will do, Dave Tona. Uh, who said I was a good role model? Good point. That is a very hey, good point. Fire away. I've got to take it from these knuckleheads, so i got to give it to. Give it back to them. I give them a double dose. Rashawn Golden so, style? Right, right. <laughs> so what is the number we're looking at that, that uh, we were anticipating signing and then what does that leave us for the transfer portal? And I'll hang up and, and, and listen to you guys because I've got a cough today, so I don't want to cough on the air. You're so courteous. Uh, they're at 19 now with Justin Williams and, and Tyree West. I don't, I don't think that there is a, a particular number yeah. that, that Tennessee was trying to get to, just trying to, to get the guys that they like and, and then reevaluate after this week and – Hit the transfer portal and, and maybe try to find a guy that, that didn't sign that you think can can be a, a late addition, like a Byron Young. He yeah, was yeah, he yeah, was yeah, an yeah. actual signing day addition last year. And, yeah, good point. And he, what, going to be Tennessee's best defensive player going into next season? So may, maybe you can find another Byron Young. But Daytona, I don't think that they were looking for a particular number. They're at 19 now. I guess they could get to 21 by the end of the day if James Pierce were to sign, if Gabriel Akis were to pick Tennessee, if or I, Keontae Scott also a possibility. So 21-22, and that would, would give you three left for February, then 
plus however many extra transfers you can add, which is up to seven. Noonan, Georgia, stand up. Chip Payne, stand up. Because Tennessee got the signature of linebacker Elijah Heron. And real quick before we dive into Elijah Herring, speaking of Gabriel Akis, uh, he is with Illinois. So he, he's headed to, to Illinois. Don't know if Tyree West, okay. Tennessee getting Tyree West, uh, played into that decision. Maybe Tennessee was okay with, with Gabriel Akis going to, to Illinois, considering they just landed Tyree West and maybe James Pierce trending towards signing with Tennessee. He's not as much of a need in that regard. So I don't know the backstory there, just just mentioning poss- possibilities. But never mind on the Gabriel Akis front. He is uh, signing with Illinois. There it is. Uh, Elijah Heron makes it official. Linebacker, a position he needed help at. So um, that is the latest signee for Tennessee football. And he will outplay his recruiting ranking. He is he he is underrated, and he he's going to simply outplay his recruiting ranking. How many guys can we say that about? I I let, let's see. I think uh, I think Taven Jackson will. I think okay. Dylan Sampson will. Where are they where, where are they rated? Well. Let me start over. Let me let me do the guys that are truly underrated because I I think Taven Jackson is I don't think he's like under underrated because because guys guys who 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 fans are like cautious to buy into because you know just just me being a contrarian here and looking at the other side of it it's easy to sit here and say that yeah all these guys are gonna you know outplay their ranking and and they're, you know they're right. they're, gonna, they're underrated. To try to make yourself feel better. Well, I, how, I, who can we really say that about with confidence, in your opinion? The, I mean, there, there's only before I address that exact question, the 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 ones that you just mentioned of of kind of like to make ourselves feel better. Like those those guys aren't in the class anymore. Gotcha. Vincent Sneed was processed. Brody Foley was processed. Funny enough, they both ended up at Indiana. They're they're signing with with Indiana. I I had question marks. Uh, around those players and really the the only question mark I have remaining is is Brian Grant the offensive lineman from Florida who is not ranked at all at least he wasn't the last time I checked Uh, and he's he's somewhat new to football Um, his junior year was his first season of football and he played on the defensive line and and this year was the first time that he's played Offensive line. He's mm-hmm. been mainly a basketball player, but he's six foot seven, two eighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee thinks he's a developmental prospect, and, mm-hmm. and I get why Tennessee is taking him. But I mean, obviously, it's, it it is a huge risk uh, to take a guy with that that is that raw. Um, but we'll we'll see if Tennessee can develop him into something. So I I, I wonder about Brian Grant, and then I also wonder about uh, Caleb. Perry, the linebacker from Kentucky that I discussed uh, around the top of hour two, but I love his versatility. Like even with Caleb Perry, and he's kind of a tweener, which is kind of why I I, I have a question mark around him. Like even with him being a tweener, like it, it in a, a way it's a good thing because he's so versatile. I mentioned earlier that he plays linebacker, he plays safety, uh, has played part time roles at running back, quarterback, and receiver on offense. For a linebacker, he ran a four-five-five in the forty during Tennessee's camp. Um, physical, athletic, intelligent. Word on the street is that he's a great kid. So, like, even though I I like have a question mark around Caleb Perry, like I understand why Tennessee is taking him. But in in terms of the guys that I, I feel confident in saying are are truly underrated and, and are going to outplay their recruiting ranking, like they are criminally. Underrated Christian Harrison, he's one. Uh, Jordan Thomas, he's two. Elijah Herring, he's three. I'd put Joshua Josephs in that category. That's four. Squirrel White, five. Cam Miller, six. Caleb Webb got a really late recruiting bump, so I, I want to. I want to include him because yeah, for so long he was not ranked very high, and then he picks Tennessee over Michigan, and now all of a sudden he's a borderline top 300 player. Yeah. So 
I I know he's ranked high now, but he wasn't for the entire process until like the last couple of weeks. So I, I would throw Caleb Webb in there as well. I mean, that's seven. Dylan Sampson kind of reminds me of Jalen Wright. That's eight. I, th- I think Dylan Sampson fits this offense perfectly, just like Jalen Wright. So, I, I mean, that's eight guys right there that I I, I think uh, the stargazers, stargazers won't be happy with, but I think will end up being productive football players for Tennessee. That's and, what Tennessee and, needs, man. And, and that's, I mean, and then you also have the guys that, that you do feel good about, like Taven Jackson, Addison Nichols, Tyree West. So, we'll see. At, at a... I mean, Desmond Williams, the Juco corner, he's not even ranked. I mean, he could fall into that category of, of somebody being criminally underranked. I mean, he's not even ranked at all. And and he's the the Swiss Army knife that we talked about earlier that can contribute on kickoff as, as well. So, I mean, you could even throw Desmond Williams into that category. I like it. I like, And that's what it's going to take, Ben. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take Tennessee to hit on some of these these players that maybe the recruiting analysts missed out on or maybe another school was unsure of and you are sure, you believe in what you see. You believe in what the film tells you and what you see and your coaching abilities and how they fit and what you want to do offensively and defensively. And so you need some hits from this class. Can't have misses. Can't have too many of them because numbers are already low uh, as it is. 865-255-03. there's an ugly side to today. There's an ugly side. And we would be remiss if we didn't bring up that ugly part of today for some players. And um, we'll talk about that as we come back from break. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Replay of each day's Swain Event TV. Like us on Facebook. Good morning, Swain Event crew. Fall is here, and according to the big box stores, it's Christmas time too. This time of year is traditionally a busy one for the East Tennessee real estate market, and it will continue through the end of 2021 as well. Most people think the holidays aren't the right time to buy and sell. However, it is one of the best times to jump in the market. To find out more, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, at 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. J.C.'s will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? 
You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. receiver from Bentonville, Arkansas, Chaz Nimrod, is officially in the boat. Wide receiver. So Tennessee just got all his paperwork. It is just 9.43, and I feel like we've gotten more than half of the class already done. It feels like it. Yeah, I again, I, I know there's going to be some that don't like the recruiting class because it's not ranked high enough. But the the one thing you do have to get credit to Tennessee for, whether you like the where it's ranked or not, is that they did go out and, and they addressed needs. They they addressed all their needs, quite frankly, and we'll see if their evaluations on the kids were were good. Uh, they went out and they got a quarterback for the class, a good one, in Taven Jackson. They went out and and got two running backs, and and they're different running backs, which I love. One one's a a, a power back, and we we mentioned Justin Williams Swain as like the the beef of the running back room, but he can run too. So uh, please don't get it in your head that just because he's viewed as a bigger back that he can't run. It's not Jerome Bettis or somebody, right? Yeah. Uh, he's not Lindale White. Um, he he can run, and, and that's why he is one of the most sought-after running backs in the country, Tennessee Auburn, and uh, ranked fairly highly is because he can run really well for his size. So you, you add him, you add Dylan Sampson, a speedster. You, you needed receivers, and you go out and add four. I really like the four that are that are coming in. You didn't bring in a tight end, but I don't think you need a tight end. You don't need one because both guys are coming back. Exactly, and you have Miles Campbell, and and, yep, and you got 2013. Big, four big time four-star. Yeah, so you don't need a tight end in this class. And exactly. That's what I was going to mention in this segment. Um, I do want to – I won't say correct one thing that you said, but highlight that Tennessee addressed their needs the best way they could because there's still – there's still going to be needs even after this class because yes, there's so yes, many yes. holes. So um, they addressed needs the best way that they could – considering the circumstances. And um, I want to just add that to your point. Yes. Uh, There was nothing Dooley-esque of not signing an offensive lineman. Like, you needed a lineman, you signed four. You you needed true defensive linemen. Right now you have two in Jordan Phillips and and, uh, Tyree West. Maybe you go out and and add another one. You needed edge rushers. You go out and get Joshua Josephs, Elijah Heron, Caleb Perry. Um Maybe you can go out and add James Pierce. You needed DBs. You added Christian Harrison. You added Desmond Williams. You needed a safety. You added Jordan Thomas. We'll see if their evaluations were right. The thing that stinks, though, about about today is that there are a lot of players across the country that have been blindsided by the school that they were committed to telling them that they are no longer going to take them. And that's the ugly part of signing day. Um, local product from West High School was a victim to that. And that stinks. We were just talking about it during the break, Ben. Shannon Blair. Uh, who committed to Michigan State. Shannon Blair, uh, as you mentioned during the break, you know, was hurt at the beginning of the season, got hurt during the uh, beginning of the season. Tennessee had looked at 
brought him in, d didn't offer, but he was committed to Michigan State for, for a very, very long time. And Michigan State, a day before signing day, they, they pulled a plug. They pulled a plug. And a tweet that has been deleted, uh, Shannon Blair's looks like somebody in his camp, his, his trainer or someone, uh, was, was, was not happy. And I wouldn't be either. And this is stuff like this is what hurts schools from ever going going back to a city or region to recruit players. Uh, the, the tweet that been deleted it was from uh, looks like Shannon Blair's trainer. You got 95 million problems now, Coach Tucker, <laughs> at Michigan State football, hashtag no green. Also, saying I'll make sure that Michigan State will never get another kid from the state of Tennessee. Yo, Coach Tucker, you wrong. I will show you better than I would tell you, though. I will ride for mine, hashtag no green. And you know what? I'm with that trainer. Man, you spend so much time with this young man. I've been in that position where you're training the kid. And that kid's telling you his goals and his dreams. And, and he's trying to make sure that he's prepared. And he's giving everything that he got. And you can see the blood, the sweat, the tears that he's putting into improving and being prepared to play at the next level. You like you see that you witness that, and then, boom, Michigan State drops you. If I'm a trainer, I would be pissed too. I will be vocal too, and I would, I would have the same mentality that no, I'm not letting you come back into the state. Now that's gonna be hard to do, but I would not let you come back in this region without folks knowing what you did to one of our own. One of our own. So Mel Tucker comes back and he wants to recruit a kid from Fulton or, or Powell or Bearden or whatever. You better believe this trainer is going to let that player in that school know this is what to expect. Just keep your eyes out. This is what he did to one of our own. Knoxville native. And Tennessee, listen, Tennessee had to part ways with Two kids as well. And they let it be known. Brody Foley's mother was not happy. Linked the article about Rock Taylor from a couple years ago when Tennessee cut ties with Rock Taylor before signing day under Jeremy Pruitt. Tweeted at that link and said that she wished she would have seen that article before she allowed her son to commit to Tennessee. She has since deleted the tweet. Um, but Tennessee did that with, with Brody Foley, the tight end from Cincinnati and Vincent Sneed was not happy about being processed either, the, the defensive lineman from the state of Florida. But the fact of the matter is, like, they didn't have good senior years. Yeah, man. And Tennessee's not in a spot to, to be taken like Brody Foley. He, he was committed to Tennessee at a tight end. And during his senior season, he caught 13 passes. He played a bigger role on defense at linebacker for most of the season, and the only time he lined up at tight end was when, when his team was in the red zone. They caught five touchdowns, but, I mean, that's, that's not all that promising when you don't need a tight end. He's, he's not a game-changing tight end that you're adding, and you don't need one, so use that spot elsewhere. Vincent Sneed had a – quite frankly, he had a really bad senior season. Three sacks, eight games during his senior year, only 28 tackles. Like at that level, if you're coming to the SEC, you should you should be performing better than that, quite frankly. And also, I think he uh, had an interesting time on a visit as well. So there are a lot of factors there, and and he was not happy about being processed. He he didn't tweet out that he had been processed and, until like a month after Rodney Garner had informed him. Hey man, hold on, y'all. It's 
stop tweet these recruits, okay? Number one. <laughs> Number two, you need you need to back up a little bit. Like, y'all can't be friends with them. You need to back up. Getting too close. Getting way too close, way too comfortable. These are teenagers. Bag up a little bit. Yes, you want them. Yes, you you know you want to show the the passion of this fan base, and you know I get all that. But they are limits. Yes. Yeah, so when then what bothers me is like you you get emotionally attached to them. And and then Tennessee makes the correct decision to not sign them, and then y'all go scorched earth on Tennessee. It's when they're making the best decision for Tennessee. They do that sometimes. There's folks that don't know, you know, the butthole from the mouth, man. Sometimes they don't know. <laughs> they don't know, man, because they don't know if they want to, you know, win, try to win with getting the best players for Tennessee. Or they want to be buddy-buddy with players that have played their way out of being at Tennessee. They don't know, man. And they contradict themselves. The best approach here is to keep an arm's length, an appropriate distance from these recruits. Like, stop trying to be their best friend. It would be safe if you just stop trying to you know, personally tweet them. Like I understand, like a little big orange emoji or you know a, a Tennessee GIF GIF. I, I, I get that. Or let's go big orange on you know the timeline. I get that. But stop trying to have conversations with these recruits. Try, stop trying to influence them. Don't use up all your characters on Twitter trying to explain why they should come to Tennessee. You're wasting your damn time. Like just stop. Anyway, and and I'm, I mean, do y'all not think it's a little weird uh, of how much Vincent Sneed was interacting? I mean, to me, it raised red flags for me. It was uncomfortable, especially when 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 some of you of all Twitter mainstays were were sharing stories about. Just a little how weird. he was tailgating with his pops. A little weird, a little weird. So let's just let's let's just learn a nice little lesson moving forward. Let's let's respect those boundaries a lot. Let's respect those boundaries. Not a little. Let's respect those boundaries a lot. But you know, Tennessee, Pruitt, Butch, Heupel, you win with good players, and you recruit a player thinking that. It, He's good. You get a commitment from him, from him, and you can't not get it. Like you cannot take it. If a player who you think is good a junior year wants to commit, going to his senior year, and he's good, you have to take the commitment. You're not going to sit there and say, no, let's, I, I don't want to take your commitment right now. I want to continue to evaluate you and see if you are good. That's, that's slow playing a kid. Then that kid blows up, and then he goes somewhere else. So you have to take the commitment. But I think the moment you know that he's not a take for you and you know you have his backup, you know you have someone that's better, you want to let that person know as soon as possible before signing day. And if you are a parent of a recruit in that position where your kid is committed and has been committed for months and you know he's not playing as well as he did the previous year, it's time to have a conversation as a family about option number two, Option number three. Because a lot of this animosity and a lot of, uh, of the raw emotion, which I understand, like I'm not getting on any parent at all or any trainer. I understand that emotion. I understand that feeling. But you need to be educated more on the process. And the reality is most parents, most parents will only go through this once. Now you look at the Hyatt's, they have a son, a younger son, that will be recruited by everybody, that is being recruited by everybody. So they learned a lot during Jalen's recruitment that will help them handle Devin's recruitment. But most parents only have one. Most parents only have one kid. And unless you have someone that's been through the process themselves, 
that can that can walk you through. Like if I had a family friend that had a son that was recruited and he committed and you know, he's a little you know teetering on the line, maybe not being good enough to play at the school that he's committed at, like I would tell him, hey man, you 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 better go look at two and option number two and option number three, and prepare yourself for if this school says they you know they can't take you because you haven't progressed, you haven't gotten better. Your commitment is contingent on you being the player that you was when you committed and better. And if you don't, you getting dropped. This is a business. A business of winning. And you can't take bad players. And you can't take players that regress. If you regress at the high school level, how do you get you can't get worse when you're playing against little Timmy and Jimmy that's half your half your size. You can't get worse. In, in high school, and expect to keep those commitments. So I think knowledge, expectation is directly linked to reaction, in this case, with parents and trainers being upset. I think if you have the information, you understand the expectation, going into it, if a school pulls a scholarship based on the the, 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 the the regression of the particular prospect, then you won't be as mad because you would have known. But a lot of these cases, they don't know. They don't know. They, they don't know what they don't know. And I, I wish that there was an organization or a group that would would help these parents without trying to get money from them, help these parents understand this is what's going to happen if your kid does not continue to improve. This what this also could happen during your recruitment process. Like I just wish there was someone that was like, "Hey, man, here's some just free information to help you not want to choke everybody at, at the you know at the, at the school your kid got dropped from." Hey, here's some information, but we live in a day and age where it's about the dollar. So maybe that, we can start a business. It, I would do it for free. This is him, mama. But I can't. I can't do it for free. But I would like it needs to be like it needs to be free information out there. Like, hey, parents, if you commit to a school and they not calling you as much, <laughs> like, uh, that's a sign. Yeah, that's a sign. You you grew up you grew up middle school, high school. You you dating the person and they ain't calling you or texting you as much. There's something going on there, all right? So a lot of it is just they don't know. All right, let's go to um let's go to the phone. Let's uh let's talk to Volstorm and then we'll put a uh, a bow on today as we get out of here and update the the latest as we get out of here. All right, Volstorm, good morning, my brother. That's the reason I don't call as much. It's not you, it's Ben. I got you. I understand. Why? You were the first person texting me this morning. I, I, I love your fake toughness on the airwaves. You're, you're always in my phone texting me, asking me stuff, asking me how I'm doing. You. And then you get on here and you act fake. I love you. Let, 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 love let's you, be clear here. I've never asked how you were doing. Incorrect. You, you are, I, talk, I text you for information. That's it. <laughs> no, you That's don't. It. I'm going to go find screenshots. Of you, calling me a, you called me a great man one time. Uh, you asked if when when, when my, I don't know that that's for you to decide when my, when my wife and I had COVID. You asked if you needed to drop anything off. Like don't don't get on these airways and, and act fake tough. It's only because it was on the way. Otherwise, I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> Guys, I can't believe it. Well, I can't believe it. We're having to have this discussion again. Um, folks, don't tweet recruit. Just don't. I, I'll even go so far as to say is don't even tweet congratulations. Just don't. Just avoid it. Stay away from it. Some of y'all a little too close, and I think we all know who I'm talking about. It's not just him. There, there are a lot. Oh, I know. I know. But, uh, yeah. This is just advice, man. It ain't to try to embarrass anybody and make fun of anybody because exactly. we're not, you know, exactly. I ain't trying to mention anybody's names. Because uh, it's plural, 
But it's just advice. Like, uh, just advice. That's all. Just leave it alone. It's cringeworthy. Okay. Uh, and guys, as far as uh, as far as having to uh, basically tell a recruit to go somewhere else, you know, there's about just as many who slow play the schools who say, who uh, flip their commitments at the last minute. So it it, it kind of works both ways. It does. You hate that, but it does. I wish we. I wish there was a way that we can not do that, but it's not. Well, I mean, like like you said, it's a business. It's a business, and you know, there's there's not a lot of these services out there that are going to help these families for free because the whole purpose of a business is to make money. You know that you own your own business. That's right. Which is why I can't do that for free. Because exactly. that would be time taken away from my business that makes money. Yeah, so that's the way it is. <laughs> so uh, so the sky's not falling today? Mm, don't look like it's falling. Looks like it's okay. Sun, okay. You know, sun's out. Weather looks like it's going to be good today. I, I just want to make sure there's a lot of nervous people out there. So I just want to, you know, make sure everything, you know. World's not coming to an end or anything. Forty-four degrees. I got got my shorts on. I'm, man, hey, we it's good. You always have your shorts on. I know, I know, man. It's I mean, we good. <laughs> Don't be on me, Ben. I got shoes on. Well, that's good. That's good. Hey, uh, play before I go. Um, you know, in the spirit of signing day, I was kind of hoping that you were going to sign a new producer, but I guess we're stuck with uh, Ben Garantano for another year. See you, boys. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Tennessee is uh, 15. Sorry, what? 15. Ranked 15 on uh, on 247. I'll let you pull up. Well, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, 15 on 247 and uh, rivals what, right what, now. What were they on 247 when, when we started the day? Was it 20? I think so. Because I think they were on uh, rivals 21, one spot behind. All right. Check this out. Tennessee on Rivals. They are at, this can't be right. This is right. 2022 class. This football, this basketball football. Not this football. Wait a minute. Tennessee Rivals is number 11. Wow. Number 11. Yeah, y'all can miss me with the, the recruiting class slander this cycle. Number 11. I do always like Rivals. Yeah, me too. I knew Good I, folks over there. I, knew I like rivals the best. <laughs> oh, that might change in about two hours. We'll see. I knew I liked rivals, but I always believed in it rivals. It might change for the better. I, I knew I liked rivals. It's okay that y'all didn't have Trey Smith five star. But anyways, um, Ben. Good show. Yeah, one uh one Final signee out the door, Joshua Josephs. He's in right. the boat. That's right. That's right. From, from good old Kennesaw, Georgia. So we'll have uh, another great show tomorrow. Uh, this will continue all day so. long. And Thoughts and we'll, we'll put a bow on the early signing period tomorrow. Um, I'm going to try to get old Mr. Hubs on here. Join us in the morning to, to also talk about Tennessee's recruiting class with us. Josh Heupel meets with the media today at 4.30 to talk about his signing class, so we'll have plenty of coverage on tomorrow's show as well. Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, hour number three, guys, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. If you're feeling tired, you're feeling grumpy, you've noticed weight gain, loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea, and Low T Center can help determine the cause, and they can help. A big way they can help is offering $155 monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments. Now, this is the self-pay option. It is covered by most health insurance, so you can save there. Uh, if your health insurance wants to take care of that, um, they will ship directly to your home. Let me reiterate. They will ship directly to your home. Simply go to lowtcenter.com. Find the lowest, the, the nearest location to you. There's multiple locations in Tennessee. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. 
For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope you have a great Wednesday, early signing day, 7 a.m. tomorrow. Peace and love. We are out.